Hello, welcome to the Doom to Fail podcast, best of episode. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, is Catherine Cogart. Hey, Tim. Um, hello. Hey. How are you? Thanks for having me on the best of episode. Yeah, it's we tried honor. to get Paul Lind, but he's dead, I think. Well, that, yeah, that would make sense why he wouldn't want to, his agent would be reticent to have him on the show. Yeah, I don't know. That agent's very hard to work with. I've, I've tried to get him previous before. First, it was that he was old, then it was really? that he was sick, then it was that he was dead. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's, a, that's a lot of barriers that he was throwing up. Exactly. I mean, some people are just hard to work with. I think maybe I think... Dead Paul Lynn just didn't want to work with me. Yeah, sometimes you just have to face the music. Mm. Well, speaking of music, let's go to our first clip. The sort of music that we might see at a birthday. It's not your birthday, you're not special today. It's not your birthday, and many more. So the prop, the thing about someone singing It's Not Your Birthday to me on all the days that aren't my birthday is, okay, it's mean. But on the other hand, someone would sing to me every day. Yes, and welcome back to the Name to Fail podcast, best of episode. Catherine, I hear uh, police horsing is a very dangerous sport. Is that true? Uh, yeah, it is true. Um, maybe one of the most dangerous. Really? But there's a few more that are dangerous. Huh, what are those? Uh, well, let's find out right here. Yeah, actually, can I tell you something really memorable about this horse riding camp? Yes, of course. Okay, so the woman there, it was like the first day... And she had us all, like, inside, and, and she was like, all right, I just want you to all to realize that horses are very dangerous animals, and you need mm. to respect them, and you need to be very careful, and, like, don't walk in their blind spots, and blah, 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 blah. They can't see if you walk here, blah, 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 blah. Because horse riding is the 32nd most dangerous sport. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say 32nd most dangerous thing like 30 second most common cause of death but sport all right quick let's knock out the 31 sports that are more dangerous than that skydiving basketball skydiving base jumping um surfing snowboarding skiing football uh rugby hula hooping uh that game where they tape you to an office chair and roll you down a hill absolutely human bowling um the cheese running the cheese race yes Knife games, um, Russian roulette, um, murder ball, thunderball, welcome to Thunderdome, Mad Max. Um, Mad Men. Mad Men, absolutely. You're going to die from alcoholism. <laughs> Cirrhosis of the liver is, is a sad side effect of Mad Men the sport. Um, what, what else? Falling in holes, um, drowning, swimming, but also drowning. Um... Table tennis with landmines. Table tennis. Uh, and uh, uh, hide the dynamite in your mouth. Those, those are all the sports. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Tim, how's your Kickstarter project going? It's going well. Uh, I've already funded past 50%. And uh, mostly I think it's uh, the phenomenal video along with my uh, legions of fans and uh, help on Twitter and Instagram that have really pushed it over the top. So for this Kickstarter Mad Libs, how much were you asking? Uh, $64 million. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's hear about the Inception right here. 
what if a government did a Kickstarter <laughs> for like, <laughs> uh, we don't, we need a new uh, power plant. Let's kickstart this coal power plant. <laughs> do you like want power? <laughs> Although I do not want to see that Kickstarter video where it's like... I don't want to see that Kickstarter video We here at U.S. government believe in power. We're the ones who've been bringing <laughs> you power for ages. Power you've loved, like coal power or nuclear power or, or wind power. <laughs> but we have an idea, an idea to bring you the newest, latest power. And we think, with your help, we can make that a reality. And then, and then he holds up like a light, and it turns on. I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty good at this Kickstarter video stuff. I think the U.S. government should hire you <laughs> to make their Kickstarters. Perfect. Perfect. Of course, you'll be funded by the Kickstarter. So. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tim Dobbs, Kickstarter official for the U.S. government. Now I want to talk to you about an idea, an idea I had to convince the U.S. government to make me their Kickstarter official. And with your help, I think we can make this a reality. Uh, I think that you should, instead of do this, do a Kickstarter video Mad Libs book. <laughs> with your help, we can make this a noun. <laughs> no, no, no. A reality has to happen. Yeah. With your verb, yeah. we can make this noun a reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's do a quick one. Um, okay, so give me two nouns and a verb. Okay. Potatoes, sweater puppets, and bicycling. Uh, bicycling is a noun. You mean bicycle. Or you said two nouns and a verb. Yeah, yeah. Bicycling is not a verb. Bicycling? It's a, it's gerund. a gerund. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. You could say cycle or something. Okay, cycle. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Tim Dobbs. You loved my, you've loved my previous projects like potatoes and sweater puppets, and now <laughs> I think together we can bicycle to the stars. I don't think to the stars should actually be like part of the main thing, but to the stars. I, I think maybe there's there's room in there for that to be uh, to the astral body. <laughs> to the astral body. <laughs> oh, this is great. We're gonna make a lot of money. I, I feel like I've just mapped my future. Say, Catherine, I heard a good joke recently about a rapper. Uh, which rapper was it? His name was DMX. What was the joke? It was DMX wears a clock around his chest. Mm, that's not very funny. I know. Oh, here's uh, Joe Brown down the street, and he's uh, wearing an alarm clock around his neck. Like, <laughs> wouldn't it be easier to just knee-jerk hate him? That's Flava Flav, first of all. <laughs> He told me his name was Joe Brown. <laughs> that flavor flav. Oh man. <laughs> this is his best reality show yet. <laughs> hey, I'm Flavor Flav. I tell people I'm Joe Brown. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's a they did celebrity diving. I mean they can do that. I would much enjoy that, really. At least it's centered on a, a charismatic character. Yeah. 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 So, mm -hmm. so you 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 think that you you are committed now to taking everything case by case and not writing anybody off, even I mean, though it's going to take precious mental energy. 
Uh, that you could be using to make a new reality show starring Flavor Flav. <laughs> well, it is a damn shame that that project won't won't get greenlighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, where where is Flavor Flav now? He hasn't done anything recently. He lives next door. Oh, yeah. Of course, he's my right. neighbor. So, yeah, well, what's he doing? Him. What's he up to? What's his day to day? I don't know. I just see him like when I take the compost out, like. Right. You know, so, yeah, I guess we're on similar schedules there, but other than that, I couldn't okay. really tell you too much. Huh. Well, I'm glad yeah. he's composting. Yeah, doing something See, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it is truly excellent. And, and they make it so easy here in the city, so that's, uh, that's really great. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know if Flavor Flav would you know, move out to the country and take the initiative to start a compost pile. Um, he might do it as a reality show because there'd be a better <laughs> paycheck involved. You know, I hear Flavor Flav is very community oriented. Yo, I'm Flavor Flav, and this is my community compost heap. <laughs> Say, Catherine. Hey, Tim. Do you know anything about robots? Uh, I know that I am one now. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah, remember that time when you pretended to be one? It's kind of ironic that you actually are one now. My understanding of irony accepts this, yes. Okay, great. Well then. Activate clip. We will go to the moon and do the other thing, not because it is easy, but because it is difficult. We're here with Robot Kennedy today. <laughs> Hello, Catherine. Hi, it is uh, Mr. Or, uh, a pleasure to see you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was unaware that robot robots were able to experience pleasure. It. it gosh. <laughs> Keep it together. It's too bad. It's too bad I lost it because I had a great joke about Robot v. Wade. But it's over now. <laughs> We're just going to have to let that that <laughs> joke. It was going to be so great. It's still pretty life. great. <laughs> hey, Tim. Yes. Hello. Yes. Now that we're robots, we could invent Pokemon to go to the fair with us because we have that technology now. This strikes me as a tortured and inefficient segue. Activate clip. Thank you. I will be. All right. Well, so the other thing, though. All right. Now that we've passed the, uh, the high-talking moment of the podcast, you know, the moment. Um, <laughs> Prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, no, we have to. It's in our contract. Our contract with the guy hey, with the Tim. cigar. Hey, Catherine. How many Pokemon do you think we could fit in this podcast? <laughs> How many Pokemon could a reasonably sized Ferris wheel carry? <laughs> well, I would say, I mean, it depends on the Pokemon, yeah. right? So we have to find an average size of Pokemon, figure out a distribution. Obviously, we're not putting any Onyxes on here. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, the Onyx probably would, like, be part of the structure of the Ferris wheel or possibly, I don't know, turning it somehow. Yeah, it could be like the it could be like a Ferris wheel with one crank on it, and then the uh, the onyx can just turn the crank. Yeah, it kind of seems uh, inhumane in Pokemon. For the onyx, yeah. What if the onyx is really excited to give his fellow Pokemon a ride, like it so often is? Yeah, it does seem pretty into that. I don't know. It must be weird being so much bigger than your peers. You know, like I'm pretty tall, but like I don't think I could hang out with people who are like six inches tall. I think you would make do if you had no other option. Yeah, I suppose I would. I mean, I... I right? Like, not... You wouldn't be able to hang out with everybody, obviously, because some people would be biased, but you'd have some some bros. Do you think, like, people would hate me for being so big? 
Some people would, but not everybody. You would find people who would want to talk to you. Yeah, I guess you can't please everybody no matter what size you are. Exactly. Say Catherine Bot. Hey, Tim Bot. In order to effectively talk about a efficient, clean, satisfying segue, I think the best thing to do is continue talking about Pokemon. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Activate clip. One of the weird things about Pokemon, did, have we decided, are, are there non-Pokemon animals in the Pokemon world, or no? What's no, the consensus I, on this? Oh, my goodness. I'm, uh, oh, I'm at a loss. You never see them. And they sort of sometimes, in, in the show, they would treat Pidgey as though it were just like a, a pigeon. pigeon or something. Yeah, you know? certainly. One of the most common uses of Pokemon is just normal wildlife is like hawks. Here is the question this all raises, though. Whoa, what question does it raise? Vis-a-vis antibacterial soap. Okay. Are there microscopic Pokemon that create a sort of poke microbiome on all of the Pokemon? Okay, okay. Here's... We really need to break this down. Okay, bacteria not in the animal kingdom. True, that's true. They they are... They... uh, True, absolutely true. They belong in a separate domain, I think. But, oh my god, there are plants, though. There are Pokemon plants. But there are also non-Pokemon plants. There are non-Pokemon plants, like, everywhere. Right. Yeah, just trees and stuff. <laughs> Everything in the animal kingdom you can catch. <laughs> there, uh, maybe there's just, they're like animals that have camouflage, like, they're like stick bugs, right? They look like plants, but it's just camouflage. Wait, 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 I just realized something. That means there are only 150 kinds of animals in the Poke world. <laughs> Or I guess, no, that's true. They have expanded greatly since then. Yeah. But under a thousand still, which is uh, such a remarkable lack of biodiversity. And that evolutionary track is insane. Yeah. I mean, okay, wait a second. Further, you further there's also the me. implication that they were all invented by scientists because of the first episode. Tell me more about this first episode. The first episode of think? Pokemon, which Ash is very excited to start catching Pokemon, but he's a little bit young and kind of a doofus, so he sleeps in. And all of the mm-hmm. Squirtles uh, and Charmanders and... Uh, and Bulbasaurs. And Bulbasaurs yeah. were all taken, because those are all the, those three are the starting Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And all that's left is a sort of a An Pikachu that doesn't Pikachu. work very well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's This Pikachu is given to him by the scientist who says, oh, I'm all out of normal Pokemon. And he's like got this expansive lab that it looks like he's doing some genetic engineering in. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. He must be for a number of reasons. Because, I mean, I guess he could just be collecting them. <laughs> what are these scientists doing in the Poke universe? It doesn't make any sense. How, why are they even scientists? Why, why are there even scientists? Well, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's just back way, way up. <laughs> The thing that is yes. most troubling to me about all of this is that none of these logical ins- inconsistencies occurred to me until just now. <laughs> and I spent much of elementary school obsessed with Pokemon. I just feel like their society should have gone farther. If if their level of genetic engineering is to the point where they're just like, oh, I'm just going to clone up a new Pikachu. I mean, that's incredible, right? Like, we're nowhere near that level. We have trouble making microbes with very simple genomes do really basic different things. You know, like, uh, we're just going to swap out a couple of genes and then, you know, randomly have them evolve so that we can see what works and what doesn't and whatever. And don't get me started on the way Pokemon evolve. Well, the thing we have to remember about the Pokemon world is that it's a society in decline. 
the entire youth is stuck traveling the globe. None of them are going to school. None of them are getting an That's education. True. They're just catching animals. School of hard knocks. <laughs> None of them really understand how their pokeballs work. Yeah, I mean, do, do you think that it's it's a case of they've already reached, like, the highest possible level. They've solved all their problems, right? So they, they can feed themselves and uh, basically provide enough electricity for their, or enough general case energy for their society yeah. ad infinitum. And, and so they sort of just generated this game now because everything's, all the systems are working smoothly. So now they just yeah. have to make this sort of way for people to pass the time. Bro, oh, Nurse Joy is a robot, and she's just replicated in every city, right, as well right, as the right, police right, right. woman. And the police woman—that makes a lot of sense, right? Because yeah, now it's it's the Wall-E situation where the technology is taking care of the people, yeah. And then to keep them busy, they create this world of collecting 150 randomly genetically made monsters. Yes. And we should not forget that they are literally monsters. <laughs> it's in the name. Pocket monsters. <laughs> They're little monsters, though. Yeah, that's cute. Hey, Tim. Yes, oh. indeed. Catherine Bach. Please for uh, me by, by my full name. We have yet, not yet spent enough time together to uh, be using casual acquaintanceship. That's language. true. I, I apologize, robot comrade. Yes. Did we mention that we're socialist uh, robots that have taken over the Earth? Well, I, aren't, isn't any singularity a socialist singularity? That's so true. Yes. Whoa, my circuits are blown. Agreed. Have you heard uh, Pitbull Bot's new album? Yes, because we are all one, and we think as one. It's excellent. Uh, I agree. Let's uh, let's listen to a clip that we did when we were humans about Pitbull. Have you seen uh, the music video with Mark Antony and Pitbull? Uh... No, but my 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 hairdresser. I did just get a haircut. Looks he good. made a, he made it's okay. Um, he made a point of complaining that Pitbull does not have any albums and is just on things. He's just a feature player, and this was this was my heart to heart connection with him because I was like, yeah, I've never heard of a Pitbull album. He just gets on everything <laughs> in South Florida. Really? That's it. He just oh. hangs around. There's probably one studio in South Florida, and he just like mm -hmm. leans against the wall smoking a cigarette, going like, hey, can be on your album. Hey, be on your album? Just everyone who's coming in. Album? No? Hey. <laughs> <Pitbull>. <laughs> He's very mild-mannered in person. No, Pitbull is um the king of Zumba. Is that right? Oh, yes. Okay. Everything he does is in Zumba. Like, without fail. Well, it's, I mean, the fiery Latin rhythms. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I don't speak Spanish, but I'm pretty sure I speak Pitbull at this point. Explain. It, well, I I mean, I learned it by immersion, obviously. Yeah, that's the best way. You have to. <laughs> by Zumba immersion. And who else, TM. except for my Zumba instructor who learned it from Pitbull, says, Dale! Like, a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, give it to me. Give it to them. Give, give it, it to them. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, they're Dale! Dale! Dale is give it to them. Or or to the third person. Really? Yeah, it must be. Oh. I... This is, you I don't know, speak it's so, Spanish. It's, I just speak Pitbull. It's phenomenal. I also have a Pitbull Spanish language learning experience, which is, um, uh, I, I think it's an Iglesias, uh, Enrique Iglesias, who does the uh, I Like It song. You know this one? Yeah. Yeah. So Pitbull, of course, does a verse on it because it's from South Florida, and that's what he yes. does. And I, I was in Spain 
trying and it was my first day and i was jet lagged and had no idea and i just wanted food and i it, you know it's it's weird when you're in another place because you can't so you out. just started shouting dale yes <laughs> dale, dale! <laughs> tengo hambre um so i went into this place finally i just worked up the courage because i'm like i'm starving i haven't eaten in like 12 hours and i go in and i just like i i was going to speak spanish to this man and nothing came out and i just went uh can i outside and just no words and it took me <laughs> can i outside so so i oh so bad and did he take that the wrong way eh, he was grumpy and he's yeah yeah, yeah. uh ugh. um it's okay you know i've gotten over it just barely just now this is a little bit this reminds me of the time that you wanted to look cool in front of the ups guy this doesn't sound familiar <laughs> it's on the zumba episode oh <laughs> Boy, it is a good thing I don't remember most of my life because it's really embarrassing. <laughs> so I, I spent the next few days trying to figure out how to say outside. And of course, you know, I did not bring a phrase book or anything because I do not prepare when I travel. I just go. And finally, it hit me that afuera is outside. And that is when Pitbull's verse on uh, Enrique Iglesias' song, I Like It, started to make sense because he's trying to get Barack and Michelle Obama out on the White House lawn, outside, in the streets, afuera, en la calle. <laughs> and th this is like, really, it's stick stuck with That's me. That's great. And I feel multilingual now that I understand Pitbull's verse. <laughs> you speak Pitbull. That's a Pitbull. great song. I like we that song. We all speak Pitbull. You, me, and everyone. The universal language. Pitbullish. Catherine Bot. Tim Bot. Catherine Bot. Tim Bot. Uh-oh. <laughs> Quick, exit loop, exit loop. <laughs> Logical control, <laughs> control structure's failing. It's a good thing that we can reprogram ourselves. It is smart. I enjoy the singularity. Have you... Do you ever think about when you used to have hair? Yes, I miss it. Yeah. Sad robot noise. Hair was great. Hair was great. Let us relive those happy times by reviewing a hair clip. Ha! Hair clip. Pretty good robot, Tim. Pretty good. That was a great pun. <laughs> My circuits calculated to be 48% funny, above our usual 35%. Activate Cliff. Do you ever make a doll out of someone's human hair? Of all the so comfortable to sleep with. Did I tell you the story about my sister's cat? <laughs> yes. You did tell me the story. But did maybe you should you tell our podcast? listeners about the story. I don't know. I don't really remember. So, um... My sister uh, has a cat that sheds all the time, and uh, I think so. She was making for her uh, her roommate, who sort of uh, uh, obsessively or compulsively not obsessive compulsively, but one or the other uh, sort of rearranges the furniture in his room or in the apartment because um, it's never quite right. He's always trying to get it just right. Okay. And so, for, as a gift for him, which I thought was cute, was she made a sort of two scale version of the room. With like little furniture, so he can like test things out. Aww. It's like a Zen garden, but like with for furniture. furniture. Yeah, that's cute. nice. Does um, he use it? He does, as far as I know. Okay. And uh, so she also made a version of the cat, and she was like, "Well, I might as well just use some of this fur the cat is constantly putting out." So she makes a tiny little thing, and then I offhandedly said, "Look, you need to make a full size version, like an extra cat," which. I think as a joke many people say, is like, oh, with the amount this cat sheds, I could have a whole other cat in a week. Yeah. Um, except she's doing it. And so 
when I was there, we were talking. I visited her a few months ago, and she was like, and all of a sudden she got real excited. Her eyes widened, and she said, "Oh, I have to show you!" And she pulls out this shoebox. Oh man! It is full of just gray cat hair, and she's like, "I'm making another one." And now, now that was crazy. But yeah. what was really crazy yeah. was when I saw the googly eyes in there already. It was yes. practically a living thing as it was. And oh, it to, no. Like, out. oh, no. Oh, no. And I think the first time you told me the story, I said something which I think is a good rule to live by. You should never at any point in your life have a box of hair. Mm. We save this for last because we are reverent towards our new ruler, the wacky and weight- inflatable fan guy. All hail, wacky, waving, flailing, inflatable tube inflatable guy. Flailing tube guy. Well, waving, flailing. Waving, flailing? Flailing, waving. It, well, why would he flail? He's joyous because he's taken over the earth. Flailing isn't always negative. Well, I suppose you could flail in joy. Yeah. Good point, Timbot. Point to Timbot. Noted. Activate clip. Activate clip. Uh. I think you'll ha- you have, like, um, long uh, car lot arms. That just sort of sway. What's a car lot? Car lot fan guy arms. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, you're that guy. Wacky waving inflatable flowing tube guy. Yeah, you're tube guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's worse things to be in oh, this world. Oh, there is nothing better to be in this world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy really does seem pretty happy. And he knows. He knows what he wants from the world. Come to in, dance. buy some cars. <laughs> Yeah, I oh man, I wish I could go to work every day just feeling like that. Today I'm going to get up, going to do some dancing, going to get people excited about cars because cars are great and dancing's great and everybody's great. Kiss your Let's tube, wife, goodbye. Love you, honey. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so hard to line up that kiss though. It's a lot of just like smacking Woo! into each other. <laughs> no, I missed you. Oh, I missed you again. Oh no. But that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After 10 minutes of this and they finally get, they're like, another great game, honey. (laughs) Now go to work. Keep it up. Let's keep this energy going. (laughs) Well, that brings us to the end of this Doom to Fail Best of clip show. Uh, My understanding of this activity is that it is a game and that I have won one point to zero. Damn it. It's like soccer. It's just like the boringest of sports. Well, even robots don't like soccer. We prefer baseball. There's way more statistics. So true. Baseball is the best. Sarcastic robot noise. Oh, the, the, you are a terrible facsimile of the real Catherine. I know. It haunts me. Sobbing robot noise. <laughs> I've just about had it with this. What do you say we be humans instead? Okay. Okay. It <sighs> was really easy to get over that singularity, huh? <laughs> I don't know what everyone's so worried about. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Oh, God. Well, it's good to be back, Tim. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's great to have you here. Oh, boy. All right. Let's get out of this. It's been this uh, is ridiculous. real fantastic. We'll be back in a few weeks. going to take a few weeks off, and we'll see you uh, uh, sometime in the coming uh, moments. You'll never know <laughs> when you least suspect it. Bye. 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 <laughs>